With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations, or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Oh, no. I started this show. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. I've been talking away, and I I didn't unmute myself, so I apologize. I don't know if you heard me or not. Let me uh, tell you. uh, Let me start one more time then. Let me see. Pastor Michael, uh, I probably got to start all over again with Hello World. Michael, did you hear anything I said on my computer, or was it blank for four minutes? I was blank for about three minutes plus, so I didn't. Oh, I thought I'd. Well, stand uh, stand by. Uh, Okay, let me start one more time because this is a very important day. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet Earth. Home, Gaia, Sophia, Sophia, whatever you call our home uh, out here, the blue marble, some people call in space. Uh, I've been around the uh, solar system in this reality. 3D about 70 times now around the sun. Uh, That makes me 70 years according to Earth time. But where we come from, there is no time and space or gravity, really. So, you know, we were about marketing and promoting space. We just had a great weekend here in Gulf Breeze, Florida with the Blue Angels and NASA and all kind of people showing up. And I just got a wonderful gift, a big, huge, beautiful www.nasa.gov bag with uh, white with a beautiful blue emblem with a NASA pin uh, logo brand on it. So we'll talk today with the Ascension Church Ohana on love and how we all help each other in the world on Sundays. This is our Sunday go to meeting day and we're back on TGMRC radio after 10 years. We started on a Sunday 10 years ago. So we welcome all of you people out there that have sent love and blessings that so we do prayers and meditations here we send and receive in our biological earth forms and this is actually a day of ascension age where we introduce you to all the things that we love about space and ascension and cyberspace culture community our consciousness agape love and the aco club that shares art culture education science technology entertainment folk life social media and our focus of love for humanity on sundays We're holding this line in all dimensions and realms, which are all a part of, and all universes. Now, we practice seven universes here. We raise consciousness, conversations, doing our part in our spiritual science community, supporters of love and life, and we are all American universal life here. We are uh, being brought to you by uh, various companies, including Microsoft and Google and AT&T and Mediacom and all those involved with us at the lower levels of uh, making things happen in the world, including all our social media places. So thank 
you. If you're on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or Pinterest or even LinkedIn, that's where a lot of us met, blogger. And I met uh, Pastor Michael Woods of Tennessee through Art, Culture, Education, Ace Folk Life and our ACO Club a long, long time ago, eight years ago. And then he heard about me doing radio because he was doing radio, too. So we got together, and we never could really get our shows or our events together, but we talked about his artwork and him presenting at the uh, Mid-South Conference, which uh, we promote the Mid-South Con organization, or Con is for Conference, if you're not familiar with what all we do. We work with many organizations, associations, and nonprofits. So we appear in part as those that join as authors, artists, artists, just people that are actually copywriters and authors and editors, including screenplay writers. And Michael also also writes screenplays. Now we have the cyberspace culture community. If you're interested in our ACO, it doesn't only stand for Ascension Church Ohana, but American Communications Online to advocate for love and adopt our ACO association. ACO association, and we have articles and bylaws that we've been sharing back to the time when we created this back in before we had the internet on this planet and this reality. But we created it in Hawaii on Oahu with the government, United States government, Department of Navy. When I worked at PwC Pearl Harbor and uh, the Naval Pacific Engineering Command in Oahu, and I started in 1980. Five, again, I was a rehire, but actually I had been uh, ordained in Houston, Texas because of NASA, and that's where we grew up in NASA, and that's why you hear a lot about space on this show. So we have all our uh, integration between our morals and ethics and integrity out of Houston, Texas, and going into space with NASA. So we're sort of a combination because I joined the Unity Church and was ordained minister through Unity in Houston, and uh, we were tied up with the Unity Church and then books at the uh, Aquarian Age Bookstore, which was right outside of Rice University, where my mother went and worked as an author, writer, and wrote for the local newspapers. Now, how we became a Houston, t- Tennessee, Texas, Hawaii group is based on the fact where I lived. Of course, I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, raised in Houston, Texas. Then I moved to Birmingham, Alabama to go to the University of Alabama, famous Alabama. I guess most of y'all know the fan base with Travis Taylor, but we're working on getting one done for me. And Mike Woods here, who is an artist of Tennessee. But today we're presenting who we are as pastors. Now, he's gone to college about pastoring, and I have gone to be ordained in the Gold Pyramid in Houston, Texas, but I've studied world religions probably my entire life, but I was brought up in a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, community, and uh, so was he, from what I understand. So we've both been raised Southern Baptist, Presbyterian kind of energy, but we're friends, and we support each other in our ACO cyberspace community online, and we ask that you join us every week, if not during the week, We're a non-denominational, open-source, information-friendly community. We're a warm and welcoming community for all humanity and outreach, including one of our co-founders, Bill M. Tracer of Memphis, Tennessee, who is the author of Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? Now, we also market and promote books and our pens and 
press kits for people like they just had with all the NASA pictures and a beautiful lapel pin or if you want to wear it on your hat. And we've got, uh, we're out of those, but we're getting them back for our artists and our uh, speakers. And we're putting back up our people that are going to be in our Toastmasters and our speaker bureaus for the ACO Association, Art, Culture, Education, all our events, as well as our UFO events and open source information that we supply to all other radio shows, websites, social media groups, and how we all connect in cyberspace culture that we're growing with all groups and associations in the community. So with all of that said, I'm going to introduce you to the man with the plan for today. He's going to take the podium and give you our church Sunday go-to meeting. I want to give a blessing to all of you out there at the hospitals and our veterans. We are both veterans. He was United States Marine Corps. I was U.S. Navy, but I did work Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and a Joint uh, Chief of Staff special program to welcome all people. And I've got started working with all the veterans, and this is a Veteran Blessed Day with Michael Lee Woods, pastor from Tennessee. So, Pastor Woods, if you'd like to take it away, our topic today is on love, not out of Hawaii this time, but out of Tennessee and Florida. We'll work together, and I'll be right here to... uh, Whatever you need me for, I'm going to put me on mute and let you take over the floor. So this is Pastor Michael Woods of Tennessee. Go ahead. I'm going to mute. All right. Hello, KJ, and hello, everybody listening. It's uh, good to be back again. Uh, I am Michael Woods out of Tennessee. Uh, I'm an artist. Primarily, though, I I do work in a factory, but uh, we won't go into that. Uh, And... uh, TJ said the topic tonight is love, and I was raised in a in a in the Baptist church. I went to a Cumberland Presbyterian University, uh, and uh, I don't know how long I can talk on this subject, but uh, I'll give you what I've got. Uh, might last might last five minutes, like might last five hours. I don't know. As slow as I talk, it may take a minute, but. Uh, Church, church I go to, uh, when the preacher gets done and the service is over, there's never any set time. We never know when we're going to get out. Might get out might get out at 11.30, might get out at 12 o'clock. It might be 1 or 1.30. So uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to move on into what I had to talk about. Uh, I guess uh, most of y'all have heard the song, uh, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. And in John, in the in the Bible, New Testament book of John, Jesus says, "Greater love hath no man than this, that a man should lay his life down for his friends." Friends, and in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, Paul said, uh, "Now abide these three: faith, hope, and charity. Charity, in this case, meaning love, and the greatest of these is charity." But the question today is uh, on love. What is it? I mean, it's a word that's thrown around a lot. Uh, I I might say that I love pizza. I love cats. I love this, that, this person, that person. What does it mean? Unfortunately, in the English language, we just have we basically have two wor- two words. We have like 
excuse me, and we have the word love. Sometimes, and it gets a little confusing when somebody says they love something. What do they mean by it? Uh, And that's, uh, I'm going to kind of break off and talk about the Greek language a little bit because the Greek language has uh, seven different words that I have been able to find that all translate out into love, and each one of them means a specific thing. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is eros, and that's romantic love. That's a love between two consenting adults. Uh, it's the it's that faith. Uh, it's a well. Uh, that's not beat around the bush. It's a sexual attraction. So there's the first kind of love. There's also uh, philia, and uh, if you've heard of the city Philadelphia, which is the city of brotherly love, that's where uh, they got the name. Uh, Adelphi for uh, uh, brother and philia for uh, love. And this kind of, this is... uh, uh, Brotherly love, uh, the love you would feel for your best friend. Uh, let's see, I, I, I really don't know how, to, but that's what that word means. Now, I probably should have started out with this word here, but it's uh, this is one I wasn't familiar with until recently. It's erototropia, which is a playful flirtation. Now, uh, that that can be a good thing or it can be a not-so-good thing. That's the love that, uh, well, if you meet that meet somebody, and well, it's flirting is what that gets down to. Whether, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's pure and simple. It's flirting. Now, that can lead to arrows. Uh, unfortunately, on the downside of that one, it can also uh, lead to uh, fooling around with somebody that is not your uh, spouse, husband, partner, whatever. It's not necessarily a committed love. It's just, well, just, well, what people call it, fooling around. Then, uh, there's storge, which is a one. It's kind of an un, a one-way love. It's uh, whether it's whether it's uh, family love. Not your mother. My, your mother would love you whether you return that love or not, and you may love your mother whether she returns it or not. Or the same goes with your father whether he's made mistakes or not. Uh, we all do, but we still love them. Then there's, uh, let's see, I can't read my writing now. Philatria, which is uh, a compassionate self-love. Now, I think somewhere that's defined as selfishness, but uh, it's really a little deeper than that. It actually means to appreciate yourself, not 
in a way that you're egotistic about yourself or uh, self-centered, but say you uh, set yourself a goal, you accomplish that goal, and you treat yourself to what whatever a night out on the, a night out dinner, a movie, a piece of cake. It's a you know it's a appreciating yourself, you know, and for what you've managed to do. And then there is a one called pragma, which is a committed, compassionate love. Now, this what could be. If, uh, say, you meet that special someone and you start flirting around, uh, erototropia, which we just talked about, and that leads to eros, the romantic love, and say that leads to that committed relationship. That's pragma, a committed, compassionate love that hopefully encompasses things we just talked about, the playful flirtatiousness, the romantic, romance, and just being happy, being comfortable with that other person to be able to sit in a, to sit in the same room with them and not exchange a word, but just feel comfortable knowing that that person's there. And finally, we have the word agape, which uh, TJ mentioned earlier, uh, and that is the word that was translated love in uh, John fifteen thirteen, which I'd quoted earlier. And also in First Corinthians chapter thirteen as charity, and that is a uh, empathetic, universal love, a love for all mankind, a love for the world, a self-sacrificing love. You're willing to give of yourself to make the world, people, whatever, a better place. And I think, really, when you get right down to it, maybe that's what uh, that song I I mentioned uh, er, uh, at the start of this is all about, is trying to make the world a better place. How do we do it? How do we make the world a better place? And that's a big question. It's probably a question better left to minds bigger than mine, but... uh, Anybody that knows me knows I like to quote movies. Uh, And there's a biography about Vincent Van Gogh from, uh, I want to say, 54 or 56. Anyway, mid to late 50s, early 60s with uh, Kirk Douglas as Van Gogh called Lust for Life. And in that movie, Van Gogh makes a statement about... uh, he wanted to uh, basically make the world. This is not a direct quote, but it's uh, just my interpretation. He wanted to make the world a better place. Uh, he said some people might, uh, some people uh, let the world know how they feel through a book or or a painting or doing things for your fellow man. Maybe you know working working in a homeless shelter, uh, giving money to uh, various organizations. Uh, you know, just, I don't know, it, it's its really an individual thing, but I think it's something we all need to think about. How can we leave this world a little better 
than it was before. Maybe make it just a little bit more beautiful. I think it's, that's going to require a lot of soul searching on the part of everybody. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a deep subject, and I have to stop and think of what I'm going to say from time to time, so I do apologize for that, but bear with me. I'm kind of new at this, and uh, my mind's kind of, my mind runs a little bit faster than my brain, or my brain runs a little bit faster than my mouth sometimes, which y'all can tell as slow as I talk, but I'm sorry I'm from the South. We don't get in a hurry to say anything sometimes. Question, what can you do today, tomorrow, the next day, to, to make things just a little bit better? Even if it's something that's, I mean, I've had the, there's the whole pay it forward thing where, uh, and I've had it happen to me before. I've been in uh, in the drive through at a national uh, uh, fast food chain and had the person ahead of me pay for my meal. Uh, and while I, I, I have to admit I've never done that personally, I have been kind enough to help people out in uh, a checkout line in a grocery store when they're short a few dollars for something. I've been known to get, if I've got it, I've been known to help people out that way. Yourself, what can you do? Now, I think really uh, this has been kind of a, a short, but I think uh, it's right to the point. Uh, that's what we need to do. That's what each one of us needs to do. We need to take responsibility to make the world a better place by doing some random act of kindness. If uh, if you do it to someone else, maybe they maybe they're having a bad day, and that might be the high point of their whole day. Uh, and frankly, I think it'll make you feel a little bit better if you know you've done something to help out somebody else. Whatever you can do, just search your soul. There's something each one of us can do to make things a better place, to make this world a better place. Sometimes maybe it's just as small as a hello. Have a good day. But, you know, it's one thing to tell somebody to have a good day, but when you tell them, you've got to mean it. Because uh, you know when somebody tells you, eh, have a good day, versus, Hey, have a good day. You got to mean what you do, what you're saying. You got to feel it. Uh, so dig down deep. Find something you can do, something you can say, something you could do for somebody to make the world a better place. Now this has been short and concise, TJ. Uh, that's about all I've got right now. But maybe I'll think of some more here a little bit later if you if you'll come in and help me out for a minute. I would love to help you out, Michael. Thank you. Very good. Good job, Pastor Michael Lee Woods of Tennessee. All right, ladies. Uh, this is just for men and women that are already in a long-distance relationship. So we're going to automatically think these days of technology, which is what I'm talking to you in across the airwaves. So God bless all of you men and women in the hospitals. Thank you, all you truck drivers out there. So many of my veterans have learned to listen to me through 10 years on the air and have uh, shared emails with me and telling me about 
how I've uh, brought them up and my children have uh, grown up for 10 years in social media on Facebook and having friends say when your mom going back online. So thank you and God bless all of you because you've all been such a comfort to my family, especially with us going through the life and death process with death and dying with my husband and my daughter. And uh, we've got the MDS. Uh, we're working with that group and how my daughter uh, was so good about sharing her life. And it's all on YouTubes now. But uh, we'll go, won't go over all the details because today is all about all of our love, romantic gestures, and just old-fashioned surprises. Who doesn't like a surprise? Yes, somebody saying, I love you, can build you up. And so, you know, we've had uh, Pastor Michael talk about all the various types of love, but there's also the love of celebrating your anniversary on a long-distance relationship. Many of you may not know that, but I am a life coach, and I do work uh, with many long-distance relationships online, especially as a psychic medium, but more so as a life coach and a spiritual advisor. So a lot of you don't know what all I do or uh, Pastor Janet Lesson of the Agape Love over in Hawaii with her husband, Dr. Alexander Philip Sasha Lesson, who just turned 82 years old yesterday, folks. So all of you that are into the Agape Love and to the polyamory groups around the world. They started the first one and actually opened polyamory up to a whole new reality in uh, Hollywood with uh, people uh, that, you know, just were learning how to use the internet. But couples that uh, work together, they also may want to watch Netflix together or have a TV night. There's all kind of ways to have the best date movie nights together. Take some pics of yourself you know, maybe uh, be careful, of course, with the Internet and all that. Maybe you signal, at least uh, <laughs> Elon Musk says, you know, you signal and derated, you know. But just be careful because, you know, it's intimately, we always say what's okay among your uh, intimate process. But, uh, you know, being shy is one thing. But we don't want to start things that we will get kicked off the Internet, especially in social media. So just snap your friend's you know, or your loved one's picture or have maybe in the past, maybe uh, come back and put a, a real pretty picture of them with you in today, 22 t in today's time, make it updated, real, you know, count on a reunion in the future of when you can be together. And uh, because we have so many long distance relationships here on the internet now, meeting in social media and a lot of people out of country, if y'all watch movies like that, 90 days or, uh, you know, first married or anything to do. I watch a lot of reality shows about those kind of things. So there's uh, games you can play together, Pogo or Yahoo or multiple games like that. And I went around doing Pokemon Go and my daughter dying of cancer and chasing things at the hotels or at the, uh, a lot of them at the fast food restaurants or catching Pokemon Go characters at uh, the churches and uh, you, you know we weren't just uh, trying to find things to do that didn't cost money that we could do online but uh, work and so we went downtown Pensacola and chased Pokemons with a lot of people it was a lot of fun so there's virtual vacations you can do you know you can take trips down under or go together and uh, just share virtually uh, wherever you want on Skype or Zoom or just, you know, talk about it on Facebook with other people and uh, launch ways to do trips. Our either uh, sister invited me to go on a trip with just uh, it's our last euro on their bucket list. They go on, on trips. Uh, my brother and my sister go out with their loved one that's been together 40, 
40 or 43. I forgot. Brenda, if you ever listen to this, but you, I doubt you ever will. <laughs> Brenda, my sister, uh, she's uh, on a cruise right now. Uh, they take them like every other month. So a lot of these cruises have all these uh, investments into uh, various ways for couples to make honeymoons. And so they're always on a honeymoon because they're retired and saved up all their money with 401k and all that. The, the perfect couple that, you know, saved all their money from working in the state of Texas. So they go on cruises. Uh, we're going to be going on a cruise. Our uh, Teresa J. Morris Ministries, uh, probably in November, ACO Club, for those of you that want to go. You know, they're a little bit expensive, but not as much as the others. But uh, if you want to go with us, it's the Carnival Cruise Line. My sister's the social media representative with that, and her husband, Jim Thomas. So look them up on Facebook about Carnival Cruises and planning trips. So they're really good with hospitality, as is my daughter's, but they're all with a, a loved one. They may not be married folks, but they live together in today's time. So a lot of people don't want to get married for legal reasons, but they're joint. Uh, they call them uh, – Oh, what do they call them? Uh, something living together. Partners, domestic partners. Sir? Uh, never me? mind. Go ahead. Uh, domestic partners uh, is one of the – what was your word for couples that live together that aren't legally married? Uh, right? uh, cohabitation, that was the word I was looking at, but I think yours is uh, – uh, more correct now so well cohabitating yes is the way you would describe it of course and uh yes uh the domestic partner just happened to see either at the medical doctor recently i think because they wanted to know if i was i shouldn't say this but since we're talking about love and i am a minister that ministers to others through the healing properties and i can't be a minister unless it's physician heal thyself so this will be uh lethargic for the minister talking about it. here i go joyce myers so uh i hadn't had uh relations in many many years because my husband passed away so when i went to the doctor in the last year they asked me if I was having relations or if I had a domestic partner, I didn't, but I went ahead and got checked out anyway in case I met someone, and I did, and, it, uh, you know, I'm working on that, folks, but that's the hardest thing is a domestic partner. So, anyway, back to the list. So, I'm getting a Joyce Myers using myself as the <laughs> one of the ladies, and, but yeah, you know, I think I'm a lot older than her. I was at least probably 20. I don't know how Joyce Myers is, but anyway, people have said uh, that years ago, 20 or 30 years ago, when I just got started in the UFO business, a huge industry in Canada, at least for UFO Digest. But um, I would get on my uh, talking about UFOs and uh, living extraterrestrially, and how all of us are just visiting this planet, and how you know I would get on my soapbox or sermons about uh, extraterrestrials and. Then, you know, the aliens versus extraterrestrials are the malevolent and the benevolent. And they would corner me on now that. And they'd say, well, you sound like Joyce Myers, but just as an ET perspective. <laughs> and I was like, who's Joyce Myers? So that's how I learned about Joyce Myers was uh, actually re uh, writing for another country, UFO uh, Digest in Canada, where Dick Vanderplug, uh, who, God bless him, has passed over. But now we have Robert Morningstar and Dirk's daughter in social media taking care of that. So look up UFO Digest if you want to see some of my many, many articles uh, back to 2007. 
on the relationships with the man I was married to that was extraterrestrial, but his family didn't really claim that, but uh, they thought he was just a storyteller, as does mine, because we had the extraterrestrial involvement with the government, and we knew how that worked, but we worked in the UFO secret space program. So anyway, that's what we called it anyway, or like Ken Johnston says he likes that name, so we're going to go with that in our pen. But that is part of the favorite things of meeting people on the planet is finding your soulmate or your spiritual partner or your uh, blessed one to be possibly married to, which is a, a actually, if you believe like we do uh, in the Christian Christ consciousness or love one another, uh, do what is right, then legally they always believed in marriage and that was carried on as a tradition. And there's many ways to get married in many world religions around the world. And some of them are just tying uh, as much as uh, a uh, ribbon around uh, two wrists, believe it or not. There's no rings. There's no real ceremony. There's just a blessing from the shaman or someone that's the tribal uh, leader. And uh, then, of course, we have in America, and what we talk about is uh, the old traditional ways. But, you know, a lot of people, I've married people without rings uh, because I'm a minister <laughs> and licensed. And uh, I married them uh, next to a cannon, believe it <laughs> So, uh, you know, they didn't have rings, and it was a natural Wiccan type. Uh, but they were Civil War buffs and wanted to uh, be near the cannon, and they were role players. So, you know, to each his own, right? Well, another thing you can do is keep a journal, okay? It's very good to write your thoughts down, your observations and feelings. And we use that a lot with our veterans, especially in the VA. And uh, my husband went through all this. So, you know, using personal experiences isn't such a bad thing. But he actually, we got asked him to keep notes like uh, we do in our uh, psychology today and our psychic university and our ACE Metaphysical Institute because we are a metaphysical church as well. But we learned to work with integrative medicine with the Nordics and the Greys and all those beings out there that were uh, that were benevolent, okay? Not the malevolent are the ones you hear of that are causing uh, inter-obstruction of justice, but those that come and go as they please that are benevolent. And a lot of people didn't know how to take of the gods and the deities and the angels and the fallen angels and all the history of all the beings that ever were in the cosmos, which we now talk about intimately and at many levels in interstellar transportation and space, you know, with NASA and the Pentagon and many world governments. So, you know, we're sharing in faith-based operations. So you can make plans to journal, uh, maybe call each other, talk to each other, hear the voice, learn how to shrink your distance between each other by, uh, being there, being in the moment, being in the present moment to listen and be there for another human. You know, that's the hardest thing for me. I grew up outgoing personality. I was actually an introvert. I loved my quiet time working in the library because I was the oldest of seven children. So even though I was the first one and I've got to ride horses and uh, play games and uh, learn to twirl a baton and knives and fire batons and, you know, my parents took me to dance lessons, but actually mother had 
so many children kept coming that it wound up being my grandmother and my aunt and uncle who took me to places and took me to see Elvis Presley and took me to White Sands, New Mexico to meet extraterrestrials and go to Los Alamos and all of that. So, you know, make plans, but tell your love story, you know, write little handwritten notes to each other, uh, maybe keep your story going you know, because we're all traveling now, but many of us remotely are staying home while one of our loved ones has to be out making a living, especially I relate to truck drivers because I went coast to coast, plus I ran uh, the training board for 175 to the least 75 trucks at a time on Qualcomm satellites training truck drivers all over the United States of America. And uh, one of the sweetest projects was learning how to help their uh mates, their partners, their lovers, uh, their wives. And sometimes I had to juggle wives and loved ones, and sometimes they weren't (laughs) the same person. So that was an experience, helping people with satellites and driving coast to coast. And they had a job to do, and I had to make sure they did their job and maybe changed their loads if they wanted to go home. Uh, or go to one of our uh, where we would drop the trailers so somebody else could pick it up and they may be meeting a girlfriend so that was quite interesting so truck drivers can figure out a lot of ways on the road uh, to have more than one uh, person that loves them but I don't really suggest that because in the end it got made a lot of work for me Uh, can you still hear me am I still on Mike yep you're still going yeah Okay, well, I don't see me. But they oh, Now they put me back. Well, good. <laughs> I'm trying to watch the board, and they had me disappear. I don't know why they did that. Okay, so there's a lot of things you can do. Make your list. So think of some thoughtful ways to remember your partner, to feel connected so they don't feel alone because we all need a witness. We all need to write down things that are thoughtful about the other person because if you want to be in a relationship, you have to work at it. You know, it's not just going to happen. It's like, okay, I found my partner, I found my person, ta-da, and just go about your business being a sole unit because, you know, we're all an individual unit. But if you really want to work at thinking up how to have fun activities and all this love uh, stuff that Michael was talking about, especially from the pulpit or the ministry or in God's eyes, there's all kind of ways uh, you can even meet you know, uh, plan a year from now to meet at an ice cream parlor at a Starbucks or at a museum. I love historical museums and libraries. I live most of my life in libraries. I was an introvert, and I loved to read. Plus, I worked in the library at the school. Now, the only way they got me out of the library was to go play basketball. I was on a basketball team. I was that active that way, very competitive. And uh, so they they got me on the uh, elementary basketball team. I was always a center forward. And then junior high, center forward. And then in high school, I made all state of Louisiana, center forward. And then my mother moved, which was traumatic for me because I was an introvert, but I played in the band. And uh, I, I tried out when I went to Houston and made Spinneret, and that changed my entire reality. Now, today's time in the moment, you can order offline or order out to DoorDash, Postmates, or Uber Eats, something like that. You can actually, I've had a girlfriend of mine order me, this wonderful psychic, uh, Suzanne Wyman, in California when she first came on my show and she was used to paying $50 a show uh, for just, I think it was an hour, so it's basically $25 for 30 minutes to come and 
you know, promote yourself or help others doing psychic readings and all that. That was the standard charge back, uh, you know, five years or so ago. But uh, since I told her it's okay, just come be on my show and enjoy yourself. And, you know, I won't charge you the $50 because I, I loved her voice and I liked uh liked what she brought to the show, you know, with me. So she so she sent me a, a $50 meal. Wasn't that sweet? So, you know, that's something you can do for your, your mates up out there. And who would think of that? But I guess that's like uh, Pastor Michael saying he went through a line once. You know, I, when you said that, I remembered one time only in my entire life did I drive, and this was in the last two years or three years. Uh, I didn't go out that much, but I think it was, uh, yeah, it was during the flood, but somebody, uh, not the flood, the hurricane, and I went through McDonald's. I did a little mini uh, uh, read or reel uh, on my phone showing the pictures there, but somebody ahead of me bought my mail. Of course, it was during the hurricane, so that was sweet, but, you know, it's just, uh, I think, coffee and egg McMuffin. (laughs) Anybody cares about McDonald's, you know, (laughs) happy coffee, egg McMuffin. Yes, I'm a coffee drinker. I'm not perfect. So I love my caffeine. I had it in my baby bottle. Now, you can buy people jewelry, and a lot of people say you don't buy somebody's love with jewelry, but I'm a jewelry lover. I've got a lot of it. I've got like a thousandth of what I've had in my entire life. I've gave away more, more jewelry than I've ever kept i'm not really that much of a hoarder but uh, my kids over the last five years i've gotten rid of it, all of it in kentucky i left it in kentucky to all my relatives up there when i came moved to retired to florida but i didn't really move all my house and my garage and my motorcycles or all my belongings and especially didn't leave you know i left photos and uh everything so one thing that i learned down here is my kids like to give uh rings or jewelry or necklaces and uh that's something that a lot of the people especially at valentine's day you know they give beautiful gifts to their loved ones so think about that that's something you can always do especially you men out there on the road they're you know working or my sheriffs on the pilot uh, flying or my pilots i have a lot of pilot friends always keep in touch with the airways you know uh you can always send a gift but you guys that's the simplest thing men know is to send flowers or jewelry so <laughs> that's pretty common now some of you may not know it but some people are musicians and we used to go to karaoke bars when i was in the military but the guys like i was in japan and one guy uh I was very single and very uh, professional and very uh, being a, but I was sent over there to learn how to shoot weapons, which was strange, but I was in the advanced base party or the advanced party with officers. Uh, One was a tall Chinese and one was a short Japanese. (laughs) And there was me, the woman, 5'11 or 5'10, somewhere between 5'10 and 11. I think I was 5'10 and a half, uh, but I've stretched it to (laughs) 5'11 in my boots and but, uh, you know, we sang duets together. So that's something you can do is share a night out with your loved one. Uh, or if you go somewhere and things are getting a little stale, pull them up on the stage and sing karaoke, you know. You can bake stuff in the kitchen, all your loved ones that are already couples. You know, not everybody wants to bake together. But I know my uh, sister Brenda Thomas and Jim Thomas, when they came through, the perfect couple helping each other. Am I still here? Can you hear me? They're kicking me off again. Yeah. Can you hear yep. Okay, are you are you bored with my project? Should I swap now? You sure you like this? Yeah. Or should I yep. change? All right. Well, you can go to a concert. You know, have fun, write poetry, 
uh, make photo albums, uh, you know, track their time zone, you know, make people feel like, oh, well, what time zone are you in? What are you guys doing? What's the weather like? You know, show an interest in uh, what they're experiencing in their reality, you know. Uh, if you're into sports, like my daughters are, they love to go to basketball games, uh, football games. Uh, you can also, if you have a, a person that's into artwork, you can paint with them. If you're living together, uh, you can paint, uh, get into a hobby, whatever that passion is. A lot of my people in my groups are more extraterrestrial involved. Are they track alien contact? Are they uh, write about the people that have had abductions or feel like they've had friendly uh, contact or in their dreams or lucid dreams or you know we all share interdimensional travel we do near-death experiences out-of-body experiences we we talk in our groups and help each other and uh, women we have goddess manifestation goddess uh, what we do is help each other if we're women a lot of women and you don't have to be gay or bi to be in the groups or lesbians but you know we have those groups too and you know to each his own so we like I said, we're a warm and welcoming group, and we don't uh, judge whether you love a man or a woman. So, you know, these are, are things that we have to consider now in our universal life and do what is right. But maybe it's right for you. It may not be right for the other person. So these are things we have to think about now because we've expanded in our ways of thinking beyond just on the planet male and female. So we have to open up our ministry to understand that not everybody's willing to do that, especially in the uh, universities in country to country. So we're having to look at country to country, town to town, you know, backyard to backyard and bring it back home to our individual units as a male and female or male and male and male, female and female or uh, whatever, because we, some of us are born with uh, different genitalia and some of us are born as amorphodites, meaning both genitals and that comes from way back in the day when we had agape love and we also were made prior uh before we divided all the species up you know plant animal mineral and uh when we decided on the humanoids you know so that's an important uh thought of truthfulness that we haven't wanted to look at in the past on this planet but people do exist with one or the other genitalia are both as amorphodites. It's very common. A lot of people, especially the more people you got, China and India, maybe they have more so, but you don't hear about them because they want to keep it secret. But, uh, you know, in America, it happens. It can be in any country, comes up in love, but I guess it does because so many of us in one of those parts of love that Pastor Michael was talking about may involve that because people may want to choose a mate based on their genitalia, what they're equipped with, one or the other I have to choose. Now, some things, uh, my brother was born as twin with my sister. It was a boy and a girl, twins, and she was born as a female and he was born as a male. But he looked rather odd because he wasn't really a male or female, but he did have male genitalia, but he had a woman's uh, brain uh, or female feeling. So I learned that since I was 10 years older than them, and I had to put diapers on them at 10 years old because mother had, that was the twins, so they already had uh, me, Brenda, Nat, Hugh, and then the twins, Wendy and David. And David always felt different, looked different, and acted different, and it was from the time he was born. So I learned, as he got kitted at school, he wasn't... You know, he was a pretty boy, but not gay boy like we see. He looked like a boy boy with a big nose. But, you know, it was unfortunate he didn't fit in 
with the men or the women or the, in, in the elementary school, the boys or the girls. It was very hard for him to compose these thoughts and to be one unit. And humans, when people were arguing over what sex was he, you know, so, you know, he was a twin. He was in my mother's womb. They called them paternal, not maternal. Uh, they, they are not identical. They're paternal twins uh, is what I think they say rather than identical. So they had to go through that. Am I here? I don't know who's messing Still with here. my equipment. Still here. Uh, really? Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know what happened. Okay. Uh, let's see. Unlimited projects. Well, let's talk about white journals and those in the internet, sociological studies of faith-based communities that have activities in relationship to the spiritual community and what I've been doing and creating all these years with others. Uh, my music in my music ministry, if you, any of you have uh, gotten a copy of your collectors out there, it was called Love One Another. And I will get back into Memphis music again and find – got to go to the Sony uh, and ask them about what they still have, hopefully, in the library of my music because I did gospel and bluegrass and country and all that. So some would argue that there's ills of contemporary life out there, and I'm going to talk to you about – you know, the turn of the century Americans across ideological spectrums that they argued for civil society and how we look at functioning in a healthy republic. So we're looking at that in today's ways in 2022. It's July 10th, 2022. And we're talking about a civil society and where people might uh, think of their home and sustain their marriages and raising their families or hanging out with friends and neighbors and uh, the level of civility and social capital in the country. So, you know, you may want to look at what's out there in the world and in the country about how we have faith-based organizations and how our education, our neighbors and children all worship God because things are changing out there in civility and social capital in the country, especially in the United States of America because we are a melting pot for all world religions because we welcomed everybody. That was what we were known for, uh, God's country, and that God has no religion. And yet many of us got into our little tribes, and just like we had states, depends on, like Utah, for instance, was, uh, you know, Brigham Young and, well, the story of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young taking everybody out to Utah and making uh, the uh, Latter-day Saint faith, the Mormons, okay? You can read about that in American history. There's many other. There's the Mormons. Uh, there's the Quakers. Uh, there's Scientology. Uh, uh, oh, so many, you know, world religions that have interesting religions and practices, but you don't have to be in a uh, disciplined world practice with social outcomes based on your tribe. Some people want us to get away from cultures with tribes and uh, pursue a scientific endeavor to, you know, yield the, pres uh, the impression that we have an uh, empirical evidence universe out there. Yet in uh, spiritual science, we don't overlook all the dimensions of realities that were created over time in the ancients of days. So, you know, every religion and all world religions, a lot of come and go. If you look up on Google, 
look up world religions and look at how many have expired or no longer in existence. That's a good thing for you to do. Now, of course, we use uh, here in America uh, before we use the basic instruction before leaving Earth that Pastor Michael quoted out of, which is called uh, the Bible, the basic instruction before leaving Earth, B-I-B-L-E. For all you folks that maybe never heard of it, (laughs) it's hard to believe. It's the number one selling book in this universe or in this, uh, excuse me, in this planet, excuse me, is this a planet? Yeah, on this planet, uh, in this solar system. So, you know, with regards to world religion, we have the intentional religions that are made based on the uh, solar or interstellar uh, cultural relationship that you've been in, sort of like Star Wars and Star Trek. If you want to, uh, you know, use movies, because so many movies out there we talk about actually are based on the exposure to our tribal systems and culture and intentional world religions that we created, including for good Samaritans and individuals and groups that came along and had selfless ways in order to participate together and make world a better place. So there have been intentional world religions and the roles of uh, intentional religion and public policy out there. And President George W. Bush uh, January 29th, 2001, signed the executive order of the White House office. I don't know if you guys know this, of faith-based and community initiatives that'll love. So he had proposed, proposed, excuse me, he proposed several legislative measures to bring awareness to the public, okay, about our efforts for faith-based organizations. And that was in combating social ills and pathologies, which we're looking at to Uh, the universities and research and egotistical behaviors that endanger civil society. So we've had since 2001 and in today's political efforts to operate media on the internet and in cyberspace, we have straight live streaming now from Android and Apple phones directly to a live stream media that we're setting up splinter nets in the internet. And they have the dark internet and the light internet. And all those in between for educational uh, universities and governments and politicians and all of that. But many people are sharing widely on the traditional political divide in various uh, world governments around the world based on uh, China's beliefs or Russia set up a firewall against Facebook or Wikipedia or any of those and separated it in balkanization just for the Russians and speaking that language in China has adapted a lot to the uh, way we speak in the United States of America because it is the number one business language in the world. And after World War II, most of all of us that were making the world a better place, we thought, by helping keep the World War II from happening. Are you okay, Pastor Michael? Still here. You okay? Am I talking too much? Do you want the floor back? No, you're fine. You're fine. When I got something (laughs) to say, I'll jump in. All right. Well, there's different faith-based organizations, okay? Now, from San Antonio to San Francisco, and, uh, you know, it's from one the East Coast to the West Coast and Indianapolis. Uh, you know, uh, the presidential candidate, George W. Bush at that time, said that well, he supported further government funding of faith-based organizations. But, you know, the private and religious groups are effective, but they have clear advantage over the government. So we have private groups, which we are one of those private groups, 
And I wouldn't say we're religious. We're spiritual by choice. We say we're universal life out of Modesto, California on do what is right. Now, there's solicitation to encourage groundbreaking research, examining related issues and multidisciplinary projects that we strongly encourage others in methodological and uh, theoretical cross-culture cross <laughs> into science and public administration, economics, and social sciences. And so, therefore, we have the Internet world religions and how we're doing social media, and we are breaking off cyberspace culture, which on Sundays we're still sticking with seven days and Sundays will bring uh, faith-based organizations to emulate or to uh, maybe eliminate criticism for the current state of affairs if you're hearing them out there. But we are a radio show that is widely based on the United States of America and the FCC rules. And we're looking at all the new FCC uh, communication ways uh, that we can offer communications, including my company, American communications online for both audio and video so uh, there's all kind of ways on the internet to research now many of you may be researchers out there of love and light and light workers and truth seekers and we of course offer that to all individuals as individual units that are approaching case studies that have qualitative uh, methodologies that emphasize your outcome based on religious designs and research. And some even, uh, we even welcome those with no research and no religions. That some uh, have the uh, Manu Manu or have the uh, mantras and uh, they have Tao or Zen or Buddhism and their philosophies. And they're really not world religions, but they still fall into a traditional way of living in our cyberspace culture tribal zones of uh, education and philosophy and theosophy. So those methodologies, you may want to look at their spiritual aspects of how they uh, project waves and movements and energies, including the uh, New Age movement, and now we call it the Ascension Age movement, of working with higher consciousness. Now, I've written many books. If you would like to join us and learn about what I'm about, uh, Teresa J. Morris Ministries and the Ascension Age, and I wrote uh, uh, Alpha and Omegaverse, Alphaverse and Omegaverse. I wrote uh, uh, 20, what was it, Ascension Age, 2012 and beyond, because of our world religions that were not world religions, but we were changing the energy in 2112, and uh, of course the way we kept time and uh, on the planet and out in space. And so all of us were looking at the world clock, and was there going to be a specific type of faith-based spiritual uh, community after 12, 21, 12? But I was working online to integrate all of that study with the extraterrestrial movement from 2007 to 2012 with the UFO Digest. So please, again, it's T.J. Thurman Morris or TJTM, because I would, I would sometimes just write as TJTM or Teresa J. Morris or Teresa J. Thurman Morris uh, for UFO Digest. But just depending on the mood I was in, so they collected articles so we could have different databases under different ways of summarizing uh, the basis of how many different ways we could handle extraterrestrial coming of the light 
as light workers and truth seekers and further development among what we called light workers and truth seekers after the new age we had the ascension age i was building for many many years as ascension master now many of you may not know uh, faith-based organizations exist that help in humanity and charity like the salvation army and catholic charities lutheran social services the Habitat for Humanity, the prison fellowships, and teen challenges uh, that diverse social services offer for counseling and depression, offenders of rehabilitation programs. We even have school programs sometimes in literacy and mentoring as life coaches, and even we have care centers and school programs and literacy mentoring to access uh welfare states and working with youth and even those of uh, that maybe the families in america i remember years ago i wrote uh, as extraterrestrial uh, involvement my movement also included people that they didn't realize that there was people in america that were hungry and i brought that attention to hollywood and many stars that would read my uh, articles on extraterrestrial or my thoughts as uh, someone that felt like i was just visiting the planet from a spiritual aspect or coming and going as one of near-death experiences and death and dying. And uh, I'll never forget, somebody wrote me and uh, some of the movie stars or some of the people like on Star Trek that have passed on because I worked with some of them when I had an office in California and I was on the Bob Hope or with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and a lot of people that were in Hollywood. But that research was necessary for me to post because they didn't know people were starving in America. Of course they were. They didn't realize that. They were so closed off into their elite levels of Hollywoodism, our uh, movie starism, if you will, our, our methodologies of living among uh, the rich and famous that they didn't know that there were people starving in Tennessee and Kentucky and in other states, just about every state in the United States, because America has been not real about educating the masses with our public schools and then our priorities have uh, stepped aside from food, clothing, shelter, you know, more into the energy of uh, keeping uh, people in electoral-based vote and put certain people with prestige and got their name out there because they had the most money to put out the advertising dollars in their local weekly newspapers. And so we started, uh, and this was with me even 20 years ago, I I knew that they always charged uh, separately for the priest, the religions, the pastors, and they had to pay their own uh, page in the newspapers, you know, and so did the politicians. So, you know, politics and religion have to pay their way even in media on the newspapers, folks, separately. So, uh, you know, we identify with paying in our due part out of uh, really out of consciousness and the philosophy and theology that we were taught in our world religions, influencing others that some back in the day from, uh, we'll just take uh, the Abrahamic faiths, which are Christian, Muslims, and Jews, and the fact that they always had this tithing going on, which is out of the Bible of Abraham face, and that tithing meant tenth, a tenth of all uh, that we had. And there's many stories of Jesus and talking about render unto Caesars, what's Caesars, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, tithing is still a tenth of what you have. And my sisters and many people in the United States would give 40 percent 
I am not kidding you folks, but they're making over 125,000 and America started thinking, well, that must be normal for middle class. And the, and the uh, universities have, you know, all the students paying back the loans and one of the largest, when you talk monetary and economic gain to the United States was the way we set up with the churches uh, being uh, Christian and giving tithing and keeping uh, going with the benefits of what we were told about tithing to the church and donating and out of charity. So we have that goodness of love and out of our heart and keeping an open heart and founding that principle of influencing others through faith and spirituality, impacting the outcome of the income. So of course in America, uh, the whole world was based on uh, actually the uh, world based religion was currency of time, space, heartbeats. And that is the oldest that was taught uh, from the extraterrestrials. And then they limited our heartbeats uh, based on thousands of years of people that came here to this planet. And also uh, they cut some of the Anunnaki, if you study your world religions, even the Abrahamic face that came after. Because when I was a child, I was introduced as an extraterrestrial to the old ancient wisdom through many books because even though I couldn't read yet, I uh, extraterrestrials visited me and showed me how to uh, intuit and with the pictures. And a lot of them taught me how to have a photographic mind with pictures and to see the symbols. So they taught me a lot with symbols. And this is an important factor of how we strengthen our universal life force with our individuals and group commitments to volunteerism because those experiences commonly provide, you know, self-sacrificial overtime of your minutes, your heartbeats, which is the only currency you have is the time that you have on earth to volunteer in service to others. So we started preaching and teaching 51% in the law of one, me and Carla record, many other people. And Carla was a channel of the law of one and raw speaks and so many of us from old past lives of the zen uh, ben and bodhisattvas of the ascension masters we all followed the ascended masters from all world religions so we matured in and out of development of coming and going to this planet by our uh, past life regressions and our life courses and humanity and altruistic behaviors because self-sacrifice meant learning how to deal with emotions on this planet this is a learning planet so we learned how to be in love and have faith-based organizations that were sex very successful in mobilizing and sustaining our uh, terraforming planets around the worlds in the solar system galaxies universes and the multi-universes so we provided uh, a culture of uh, minimalistic standards based on uh, communication, however, conservatively speaking, we had dialogues of communication among high levels empirical uh, in the social uh, hierarchies of the empires because God had always been. So God had many people from the beginning of time in spiritual science from the uh, existence of what we call on this planet, it's called the Big Bang Theory, but what uh, the spiritual science uh, led itself to is well, what was before the Big Bang, or so there was a light. Well, we all know that light travels, but also from the Big Bang, there was the reality in this world and terraforming planets 
uh, that there was more than just a spark of light to create a universe. Therefore, we started teaching the world's uh, phenomenon as the uh, here on this. The good news is how one of us came as ascended master, which was uh, uh, many of you may call him many many names, but it was in the Abrahamic face, which we uh, work legally in uh, by following the laws of the United States of America. There's no law saying. In the United States of America, where you're located administratively or among politicians are the lawyers that uh, help us form our governments and constitution that you had to uh, worship. So basically, when we set up in America, uh, this United States of America and the original 13 colonies of uh, those who from uh, the other older countries came and infiltrated upon the North American continent. There were other beings already here, the North Americans that were already familiar with our star families and our star beings and all of those from out in space and all the different uh, interstellar uh, galaxy relationships we had already suggested and had uh, uh situations of duty to love and feeling and emotions and so we all had a tribunal at the highest uh, supreme allied council under the original beginning that god had always been and all the universes and we decided to set up the seven universes and allow in this reality for the senses and to be able to see uh, various principal ways and agents through the attempt of having us as humanoid intelligence beings. And we would allow those with a humanoid likeness to come here and procreate. So we had various levels of all sizes, forms from out in the universes. And then we finally decided to let this be like a experimental place in space because it was one of the younger uh galaxies uh we're not as old as say andromeda galaxy which was one of the galaxies that i was familiar with above the universe working in what we call the galaxy command and that is a universal uh positive aspect of workers within bureaucracies that have arranged for the choice theories and under uh what we call uh, the emotional base of learning through power of motives and imagination how we know what life forms to have uh, currency in exchange for heartbeats. And so in various places in space and universes, we had those that would live at least on the earth base in the three-dimensional realm. There's many interdimensionals, uh, you know, one through uh, two and three, which you learned at least here in this reality, up to four and five. And a lot of people say the fourth is space time and our space time but now they're realizing space time gravity and uh, the dark energy and that essence that's out there that people come and go and float through space interdimensionally and where the different universes might bang against each other like the big bang so there we go full circle that there's straight lines our uh, walls that we talk about in cyberspace and the grid and uh, the grids and the portals and the dimensions and even the uh, wormholes we travel through and the dark holes are the dark stars are the dark. What is that, uh, Michael? I always have a problem relating the other side of the coin, light to dark. What do we call the opposite of those that we travel through in wormholes? Do you know what I'm talking about? Black holes. uh, That's it, uh, black holes. Okay. Is that the common terminology? 
Okay, so that uh, so black holes, folks. Uh, you know, they may have a uh, solar quasar shooting a force or light energy out the other side. So there's here universally uh, when you're traveling in space, we do uh, stay away from the black holes of uh, because we don't travel through those. So we actually travel through the wormholes. But you know, we uh, we were just starting 30 or 40 years ago when I was working with the planetariums and working uh, in astrology and uh, teaching metaphysics back on the planet after Atlantis and Lemuria, which was Mu, and we uh, brought back the Ancient of Days. We opened up uh, ancient mystery schools back in 1989 to 93 in Hawaii, okay, with universal uh, Melchizedek priesthood and the methodological considerations of all shortcomings of the history being wiped off this planet either by uh, catastrophes or near-Earth objects uh, hitting the planet or maybe uh, Malduk or uh, even uh, where we have the uh, belt out there where one planet uh, evolved and hit another. And so sometimes out in space in these galaxies, you'll have different or interruptions. So after those interruptions uh, that we may or may not have been in empirical study of what happened universally, some part of us as God and love and fellowship for humankind, our beings are those things that felt emotionally. We came here with uh, in, in term of uh, educating people through our DNA processing and various uh, increments of what we call eons uh, in time and epochs in time. And we, we taught them how to uh, learn about how long one could sustain energy and we're all energy, and so energetically we would separate and uh, in an agreement from like one amoeba or one thought, one unit into experimental quasi-dual and then uh, making different uh, forms and working together as teams. So one became two and two became three. There you have mother, father, and child, right? And so therefore we had the uh, – after we went from there, we kept explaining and, and experiencing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and we went into ten and master numbers for our master teachers. And so therefore we had the ascended master teachers, which are Jesus and God and Buddha and the bodhisattvas uh, at various levels of extending. And then we have the Melchizedek priesthood, and we have all of the St. Michael and St. Thomas, our saints. And then we have those from the heavens that came and the fallen angels and those of different uh, ways of being, doing, and having. So that's a descriptive uh, multivariant study of our extraterrestrial generations. But what was kept on Earth, we called those an empirical study of all those in pyramidology may know that we came and went as extraterrestrials, yet we trained those on the on the planet that to help build the pyramids in time all over the planet. And we use those for uh, significant purposes of and they've had many, many challenges in programs and uh, at one time uh, used with water and laser technology, and this is a water planet, by the way, universally speaking from the God source. And, of course, the elements, which we have earth, uh, wind, fire. Uh, let's see, earth, wind, fire. What's the other element? Water. And then we have essence. Yeah, fifth dimension and the fifth element, which is uh, humanoid uh, godliness essence that is not the life source that's not been figured out because we can uh, recreate uh, life force tissues in a, an experiment here on the planet 
as we've done many, many times before the pyramids and uh, developed different animals and different humanoids and uh, different various situations throughout, you know, giant gods and dragon gods. And I guess they call them Pleiadian gods. And uh, those from the heavens came with the, all the on or all the Anunnaki gods. And uh, then we have, you know, different people from interstellar star beings and star creatures uh, leveling up from involvement as energy and stardust. So that fellowship made programs and participations for those to increase their likelihood of energy involvement with other energy are uh, from a zero to a one and a one on one side, maybe you'd have a minus one and a plus one. So therefore we did dualistic uh, love Agape or whatever kind of love you want to say, or maybe no love at all, was that of the original source of all that is because in, uh, we developed ways of being, doing, and having imagination and experimentation with those correctional crises of zero and a minus, and we learned how to think and how to uh, progress positive and negative energy and what in today is a dualistic society where we have, again, go back to the genitals or plus one and or minus one, or a positive and a negative, or a light and a dark, or a woman and a man. And those were the laws of the universe. So we established all the laws of the universe, comparatively speaking, and evaluating at the highest supreme council. Now we have a supreme allied council, and then we have the lower councils and the outcomes of the Ennead Nine and the Council of Twelve, that many of you may have heard about in the former religions on the planet prior to 2020 when we evolved into this new autocratic composed, uh, will the Internet achieve sentience? Yes, of course it did. It has, it is, it was, and it always has been. Therefore, we've entered into a new space and time participating in not just the Akashic field, but what we call the intelligent design of AI and the illusion of what if all is created among ourselves in the mirror of time in two facilities, not just dualistic, but possibly the trilateral or the tri-being are the first, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg, the former history of uh, hum humanity and the prisoners in space of the lower levels during their uh, three uh, billion year follow up up to uh, the 20. We had the 26.8 and 28 uh, billion years, uh, uh, according to time space uh, calculations that we learned to measure. And uh, now at one time was uh, just thought into philosophy back in uh, Mu and Lemuria when we had the various interstellar uh, beings above the universes that came to this universe, okay? So for those of you counting uh, that go by the uh, colors of the rainbow, which was the bow that we have in our historical purposes for ancient wisdom and still in New Thought teaching, because you can see and experience with your eyes and that, uh, the retinas and the uh, cones and all the parts that we have created when we clustered together as both a male and a female and then made another three became the Holy Trinity or that of Father, Son, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, if you will. Some believed in only one zero trilateral unity was not a thing. So this was the uh, agreements among those that came uh, which we called from the heavens came and the universal order. So we had the universe, multiverse, and metaverse, which was uni multi meta. 
And then the Zeno was the unknown, which we entered into a four, a number four. So that became, uh, you know, yours, mine, and ours, or his, hers, and theirs. <laughs> uh, I, you, he, she, it, we, you, they, right? The pronouns. But then here lately, we've been discussing all things after in the fourth dimension of the unknown or Zeno as we travel throughout the universes. And everything's spinning. There's a spin up and a spin down for faith, hope, religion, charity, faith-based organizations. In theosophy and empirical study means scientifically it was spiritual science that we actually measure things. So this became an experimental universe where we could measure things because of the uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or the universal light, or the Holy Trinity, and therefore became all of our world expansion and evaluation and the aftercare program for those uh, humanoid souls that were being made and uh, multi-mixtural of all the various relations in this universe. Therefore, uh, under the universe, you had all the different galaxies. And then from the galaxies, you had all the different uh, groups that clustered together for uh, magnitude of gravity because we don't know any other word to say it in the dark matter or the essence of all that is the cosmos, because those of the heavens came and those that have always been, that God has always been as a holy trinity, they couldn't get past measuring in this universe past three. Now, if you learn about the sacred order of life and the flower of life, and you watch uh, the latest, which we have uh, the study of breaking down from the macrocosm, which is largest in the whole in the universe down to the microcosm, which is the smallest measurement. Remember, this universe is an uh, integral part of all universes. So inside the uh, stack of the Russian dolls, the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet that you see in the uh, rainbow of the colors in the spectrum, there's other colors united in, in an unlimited, unlimited field or spectrum. And this became the com- compassionate altruism in language speech other than what we could see could we hear it's because uh, some people in space they didn't have ears to hear so uh, one of the oldest languages in the world could not be heard which was sound so first you asked did the chicken or the egg or the eyes or the ears come well only god could answer that so we had to go back in ancient of times and ways and we went back to the field of, of the beginning with a zero where the all or nothing and that became uh, the universal intelligence of how we would stack the universe universe multiverse metaverse xenoverse the unknown to five the omniverse okay cinco five we have five toes five fingers if you think about it we have five in the body the head the torso, two arms, and two legs. So we have gotten to the study socially, empirically, religiously, theosophically, metaphysically, and the study and measurement, because that's what we do on this planet. And we measure all those habitats for humanity in this universal whole. And that's the great deal or the great message and what we call the great news, because Christ consciousness was those from the heavens came and those beings that took on the role as ascended masters to teach us as ascension masters. So therefore, I became an ascension master by coming and going from this planet and uh, being able to come and go in death 
and dying and coming back with the construct of the universal whole and the programs for retraining how we all work together in the faith-based universe because tyranny is a thing. So we have learned in world religions throughout time that uh, tyranny cannot stand faith-based organization or the prospect of order in chaos, which creates the balance of coherent perspective studies important to the universal mind or the majority of the whole, which we decided what was the best for the whole. As Spock once said on Star Trek, that the positive association between that of the one and the all as the whole creates great happiness and life satisfaction for moral and positive effects. So with that well-being said, I would like Michael to talk about his theory of why uh, universally we have gone to seeing and adopting movies and television for seeing and the Star Trek and the philosophy because so many of my friends that don't believe in faith-based religions, they do believe in the Jedi masters of the AI and the intelligence community and movies. So back to you, 1701. What does 1701 mean and uh, how did you become known? And am I still on? Yeah, you're still here. All right, back to you. You've got 33 Uh, minutes to stop drawing and talking. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I can feel I don't know if I can fill 33 minutes, but I I will talk. Uh, With me, Star Trek, at least uh, the old series. Now, as you get into some of the more recent series, uh, things have changed. It's not Gene Roddenberry's vision. Gene Roddenberry had a good... Yeah. Well, tell people who he is. You introduced I'm, Gene Roddenberry. I'm getting there. Getting I'm there? getting there. All right. It, it, you know, what like. you know I, I, I'll get to the part. Uh, okay, I'll mute. I'm drawing your picture. I'll mute. Go ahead. I'll finish that. Uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek just uh, as a wagon train to the stars. Of course, uh, that was how he built it to the uh, networks. But... Uh, it was a more cerebral show than the networks thought. Uh, he had a lot to say about life, uh, people. I won't get into. There's a there's a lot that could be. This this has been covered by a lot a lot of people that know more about it than I do. But uh, he uh, created a universe where people on Earth had finally put aside their differences and worked together. Now, if you watch uh, some of these more recent series, uh, now, I don't know about the latest one. Uh, I can't think of the name of it offhand. Strange New Worlds, I think, is the latest uh, spinoff, excuse me, spinoff series. But the newer series, they seem to have drifted away from everybody working together for the betterment to... uh, being more like it is today with everybody fighting each other about stupid stuff. But, uh, and, uh, get back to where TJ was going a minute ago. I, I'm a, I, I was a Fox fan from uh, day one because he was, he seemed to be the odd one out. And I've, I've always been the odd one out in my circles too. But, uh, the Vulcans have a philosophy that, uh, 
summed, uh, summed up in four words, infinite diversity and infinite, com- infinite combinations, I-D-I-C. Uh, and uh, that's represented in uh, the episode, Is There in Truth No Beauty in the Old Series, by a pendant that you see Spock wearing, which is a circle with a, tri- with a triangle and a gemstone in the center. And what this is talking about is how uh, our differences combine to create new meaning and beauty. So if we start combining where I'm different, you're different, I think the best way to, best way to describe this is uh, differences combining to create something new and beautiful is when a man and woman get together and make a baby. That would be a perfect, to me, a definition of what this is about, finding ways to take our differences and make something better out of them. Um, and that's re- and there, that still leaves about 30 minutes by, by my reckoning, because I've said about all I can say about that at the moment. Uh, I just, I, I've always been somebody that I try to say things briefly and right to the point. So if you're still there, TJ, if you've got any questions, I'll be glad to answer questions or make comments when something comes up that I can comment on. Well, it seems I'm, not, I'm by myself. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Huh. Okay. <laughs> what did you hear? What did you hear? I don't know. I heard some weird noise, and then I heard the voice come on and said, Blog Talk Radio, goodbye. So I thought we were gone. <laughs> Good thing, I didn't, good thing I didn't hang up when she said goodbye. <laughs> what well, did you did you tell AI? You must have said that you had to, you have to be careful, folks, what you say on the internet now because it thinks for itself. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely got a mind of its own, that's for sure, because it sure like to mess me up. Yeah, I got some weird noise. I thought the aliens had done took over my phone, and I was about to get my first contact with them, but turned out it was just some weird glitch. Still with me? Hmm. You still, okay, I guess I'll start talking about something here. I may talk about nothing. Uh, I've about run, I've about run my limit on what I can, what I've got to say that pertains to the subject tonight. Uh, I will go back. Hello? (laughs) They turned me off. They turned me off. I wonder what happened. I don't know. I was sitting here. I was about to start rambling on, and then you came back. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I must have said, i got to be careful. I can't say it again. We can't say that we're – what's happened, folks, I don't know if you've noticed it, but in 2022 with this 5G, 
uh, and the intelligence happening is some of the messages going out are not being controlled anymore. <clears throat> the people that are running the various uh, modalities in space think they're in control. Even, you know, as a humanoid, okay, closing off all zones and portals or as a remote viewer to other phase spacing, interdimensional travel that I'm able to do this. We've been teaching it for many, many years since Project Stargate, Monroe Institute, and in our body. And it has to do with those of the heavens came, but also out of us with out-of-body near-death experiences. And I never wrote that book. Uh, I meant to. That was the first book I was asked to write by Planet Earth because I died and came back to Earth and had to learn how to walk and talk as a child in uh, hepatitis in the second grade. And then again, uh, when I had my daughter that's already passed, I transitioned into another reality, uh, Ginger Teresa Faye Parrish, Parrish Bowers, God bless her soul. With the MDS, we still need a headstone for her. We've got to manifest some dollars for that. So if you'd like to help put a headstone on my daughter's grave, I'd truly appreciate it. Uh, that comes through manifesting. And the church was set up for that to help her uh, in this reality set up the world religion, uh, which we had Ascension Center organization. And the Catholic Church and us were feuding over the fact that she impressed enough to uh, be with God many years in at 16 in Hawaii made the Ascension Church Ohana uh, logo, which was the Ascension Center organization. And uh, we had the words and the uh, logo sent from heaven. And then I got the uh, grids and space that we've yet to have a uh, real artist rendition because thus far uh, since 1989, no one could put it together. So I've asked Pastor Michael uh, Lee, Woods to be so duly inspired and to ask God for his uh, blessing if he can produce some of our brands and logos, uh, logos of uh, that that we talk about as love to inspire us all to come together as one. Or if you don't want to, we can keep all the associations separate and uh, just have some uh, put our, together our press kit for Teresa J. Mars Ministries. And ask him to help us with our Ace Folk Life Society. We're a historical uh, archivist society. And then we have the Ace Metaphysical Institute. But it was costing me so much money out of my pocket all these years in my um, original ministry from Hawaii that I spent all my dollars, <laughs> U.S. dollars, honestly. I mean, I did. So I, uh, I'm now on uh, what uh, we talked about last night with Ken Johnson and my Social Security. So with me living on a limited budget, they say I have enough, and that's enough is fine because God blesses us with everything that we're needed above and beyond just enough. But I have just enough to get by. So my daughter recognized that in her cancer state, but she knew, Mom, that you had uh, this wonderful gift from God. Please keep it going even after I pass, and it just broke my heart. But I couldn't get out of my depressed state from losing her because she was the light. She was the candle. She was my guide. She was my beautiful child from heaven. Out of I had four children, Angela Dawn, Lauren Michelle, Stephanie Esther, and Ginger Teresa Fay. <clears throat> so the youngest one is the one I lost. She was born January 27th, 1974. She was my artist. She was my muse. She was my 
beautiful extraterrestrial goddess from heaven above and the stars. And she was out knowing she was like stardust and she was from another place in space. She was a blue child, like an avatar with a tail. She knew that. And she came in with her tail being blue, just like in the movie, which isn't too far from the truth of a planet with blue beings. And yes, we are blue bloods. If you look at the color of the, uh, well, at least on me, I have sort of blue. Actually, mine look green. <laughs> but I know I have blue blood. But when oxygen hits it, no, no, seriously, uh, they look rather blue. So, you know, she came in as a blue skinned, uh, and I wasn't there. I died. So she was a blue baby. Now, I was there when my granddaughter died, too. It seems to be simple with goddesses, and she's uh, Kaylee, uh, named after the goddess Callie, K-A-L-I, Kaylee Mariah Smith, also uh, Mariah Carey, but Kaylee Mariah. She was born, and they come out blue and dead, and uh, they have to take them, and she was oxygen-deprived, and we're working very strongly now, and she – in this reality, because uh, she was chosen to be mixed because our name was Thurman and to bring together the browning of America with white and black, all making America great again, which is the uh, whole legacy of the universal order is it doesn't matter what color your skin or hair is, whether it's red of the giants in this universe or in this planet or black and black skin or black hair are different forms. It doesn't matter. It's all about God. And God is all that is and ever will be and ever has been. So you take all of it and we're all God. We're all a part of the original whole. And that's a very hard concept, but she grasped it. So she made a book called Intrinsic Realities, but God bless her. She was dyslexic. And although she was a very high spiritual being, she came in as a tiny little star baby and called herself a star baby, and she couldn't even talk for years. And she said star baby was for and moon. She could say moon and star baby. So she was very challenged. But she became okay, just slow. She had to repeat the first grade. But her artistic value at an early age was unbelievable. She made beautiful pictures. She drew Christ, Jesus, and she came up with beautiful logos and brands. Therefore, she created the Ascension Age and the Ascension Center, and I, the mother, uh, when she had moved back to the States uh, from living in Hawaii, my children could come and go as they pleased in my life while I was in the military, and um, two of them came over there. I put her in special school with Hollywood stars and stuff of Hawaii, it cost a lot of money back then, but I could make money. I was young, 33, and in corporate America. <clears throat> had you know been first millionaire. I think I was worth $5 million on paper at the age of 36, I think. But that was a long time ago, and life has turned around since then. And I got very unmaterial and uh, served the military and wanted to do investigation. And I got into the research of the extraterrestrials for the extraterrestrial, and a lot of people call them the men in black. Now, there's two forms. I worked, uh, there's many, many forms of extraterrestrials, including the Nordics and the Greys, and I worked with both of those, and they're benevolent, at least the ones I worked with. Now, there's other types I hear from other people, but I have no uh, outcome of that, and other, other than the books that were uh, given to me and Albert Rosales, uh, is that his name? Albert Sala. Anyway, some of the people that crossed my path through the years, I did put their type of love energy into it, and they allowed me to put their different types of beings in my books. So Ascension Age is all about embracing who we are in the cosmos. So I also wrote Knowing Cosmology, 
uh, Ascension Age by Teresa J. Morris, if you want to look it up on Amazon. But it's really about learning how to make uh, manifestation of co-creation. So back to you, Mike, co-creation. What can we create here? And I ask you because the Star Trek energy is so important that many people have adopted that reality as the truth just portrayed through people that actually asked to leak the information via uh, the United States uh, Intelligence Committee or the Pentagon and that which was leaked out because of uh, all that we were dealing with from Social Security in 43 to 47 and Valiant Thor and uh, Val Thor, if you will, are uh, all the stories that were actually provided to us in uh, NICAP and APRO and QFOS and MUFON and all those other companies. So now we have UFO Association. We have the UFO HQ right here in Gulf Breeze, and we have the ACIR for Allied Command Intergalactic Relations, which uh, Mike is going to uh, help us with. But he's right now in TMI, too much information, because after all, he's just Pastor Michael of Tennessee. Right, Michael? <laughs> you still got 18 minutes. <laughs> You can do it. Come on, Michael. Pastor Michael, are you there? Am I talking to myself? Oh, so, sorry. I, I accidentally muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, it, it's not so much too much information. I think more of a sensory overload situation with me because I'm getting <laughs> a lot of information fast, and I haven't had time to process a lot of it. Uh I get. I, I've already said I, I'm. I try to say things straight and to the point, with as few words as possible. That's one of my big issues, I think. But uh, what I would like to see come out of this, you know, in a nutshell, is just maybe leave the world a little better off than what it was when we got here. And frankly, I, uh, I hate to be blunt about this, but it's gotten. It's gotten a lot worse since I've been around. I'm hoping I can find I can find a way, or we can find a way to make this place a little better before I go. Okay. So as being that this is a learning planet, and we are at the extreme with spin up and spin down as far as energy goes in chaos, and uh, we have order and chaos and entropy. Would you like to look those words up and tell us what those three words mean and why they're important yeah. in the triad or the three yeah. or the Holy Trinity? Chaos in the world. There's a lot of chaos in the world right now. That's in the universal whole because we needed something to do besides sit on the clouds and play our hearts. And we, we already created with Jim Mars and my husband and I told him about the nuclear and the extraterrestrials and how we were reverse engineering and how Strom Thurmond and Philip Corsa got me all involved and in going, what UFOs? But I was already, they already knew I was uh, tracked from the time I came in. Uh, apparently, they tracked, and this is in the Royal higher above top secret levels. I had above Royal 14 at one time, and uh, the Army had to tell these officers to be quiet, sit down <laughs> in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They had somebody come down from uh, accounting. Central Intelligence Agency in uh, Hawaii, <laughs> and uh, the Army, and tell these people to be quiet and sit down because they were helping me track uh, my daughter's extraterrestrial lifetime and why she was being told she didn't exist on the planet. But they found my uh, accounting and tried to explain 
that the uh, royal above top secret had nothing to do with those that just were standard, uh, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines are inside the uh, – well, we had confidential uh, – well, we had a, a national agency check in MAC, entrance, national agency check, confidential secret, top secret – and then what we call compartmentalized in crypto at one time. And now, of course, we have special compartmentalized or SCI and all those above. And then you have to have uh, be working on a project or on a mission, and those are given certain names. And then you are uh, read in or briefed uh, but depending on the command that you're assigned to and if you have a need-to-know basis. So that's how that's been working, folks, inside the the government for as long as I've known about it. But before that, extraterrestrials did control knowledge and who got it. Now, I know that uh, the presidents weren't ever, because those that were running the government when I was born, there was always these uh, the good old boy network that ran the United States of America. But each, uh, depending on the political parties, put in either politician of either two of the parties because it was set up left wing and what left wing and right wing are very uh, social thinking are very democratic. But a lot of us thought one or the other, and then they became the Democratic Republican. But there's many other parties out there. But the thing is, it wasn't supposed to be that way. It wasn't supposed to be politically that way. That's why we had the Electoral College between the federal and the states and what would be fair and not fair in America. But I want to get into American history. But I would like to get into the order of the universe and the universal laws if uh, you'd like to look them up. Uh, it's very well known we have universal laws, at least on this measurement planet, of measuring time, space, gravity, and all the entropy and the universal forces. Now, we do have other universes, but they may not can prove that yet. They're working on it. But uh, it should be proven and so should dimensions and realms. And I know Jacques Vallée has written a book, I think, with Paula Harris. Why do I think that? Is that in the universe? Now, we used to Akashic Field, folks, people that come and go like me and, and claim Bodhisattva or claim uh, uh, precognitive. You may see us in Minority Report. Or wait, what was that? Is that is that – we use television and we use tel- uh, movies – for entertainment purposes, and believe it or not, all their extraterrestrials love imagination and entertainment. I think that's why they send us here. <laughs> I can tell you about death and dying over and over again and what it appears to be. It's, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but sometimes it just is. And the way that I've worked with most of the theoretical physicists is to say there's the white light and the blue light, and that's about as far as we've gotten in uh, theoretical physics. Is so you can go jump on the white light, come back like Patrick Swayze and Ghost, which is a movie, or you can uh, jump in the blue light and go on into interdimensional travel. But go ahead, explain chaos, order, and uh, entropy, uh, C-H-A-O-S, or chaos, folks, uh, order, O-R-D-E-R. But we need the word balance as well, B-A-L-A-N-C-E. And we need uh, entropy, E-N-T-R-O-P-Y. And then all the L words, love, life, liberty, because today was about love. But these words are important to love. So go ahead, Michael. Explain the universal whole. You're on mute. Did I lose uh, you or is my phone? All right. Let, let, me, get, let me get back to uh, – I, ha- I had it all looked up, and then I started looking at something else. Uh, <laughs> do you have ADD? I, I know I do. I don't even know what that is, but I, I just I haven't been I diagnosed just, with anything. But. 
I get re- I get to reading one thing and I get sidetracked into about fifteen others. But uh, chaos okay. is um, chaos is just in the long and short unpredictable behavior. Uh, and entropy. Let's see. I had that looked up. Uh, well, of course, most of y'all that's been through high school, uh, you, you know it's the second law of thermodynamics, but it basically it's a gradual decline into disorder. Order, of course, is the opposite of what we were just talking about, where things are uh, things running smooth the way it should be. Uh, and what was the other one you had me, wanted me to look up? Well, balance. Balance, yeah, okay. Let's see. See what kind of definition I can get for balance while I'm... <laughs> right, well, so, thank you for helping me. <laughs> it, it's pretty, again, it's pretty straightforward. It's a condition where different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. Now uh, look up the... Example, oh, go ahead. Yeah, give an example. Uh, Good example of balance is uh, if you take a 24-hour day, you work your eight hours, you come home, you relax, do what you want for eight hours, and then sleep for eight hours. So that's balance. Well, most of us life forms do not keep balance, but we should because we've set this universal whole up with entropy, order of chaos, and balance with uh order and chaos and balance <laughs> it's like saying time space and gravity come on you know <laughs> theoretical physics folks it's the basics one two three you know be do have learn love achieve so the basics of today's topic is love l-o-v-e i don't know if any of these uh, order, chaos, balance, entropy means anything to you, but it should because it's the way of talking about the universal whole inside uh, and the universal whole of all that is everything uh, versus the, which we call the macrocosm, M-A-C-R-O-C-O-S-M, not being a smart person. I had to learn what macrocosm was versus microcosm because let me tell you about being an extraterrestrial, you get this knowledge from the ephemeris which is uh, funny because I say ephemeris because I was raised to read uh, by uh, women that were uh, shaman or healers or Aquarian ascension uh, age beings, and they meant the uh, astral plane and the etheric, atmospheric, uh, etheric, which was the Akashic field. And then I worked uh, many years ago, and just the universe of the extraterrestrials would give me people like Irvin Laszlo. If you haven't read Irvin Laszlo, he was one of my uh, mentors and teachers from another country. Even I don't even remember what country it was, but he and I would talk on the internet via uh, emails, interestingly enough. So love became love of humanity and love of life force that was presented to me at an extraterrestrial level because those who can achieve and believe can receive and so god has always been but he always gives us more blessed to give than receive and we were pushing uh, in service to others helping the whole unity of the whole as uh, being in service to others in the ascension age and that is uh, love and light and altruisms but what do you get out of working with me michael for the ascension church ohana because my daughter put the aco together 
for Ascension Center organization. It was to be an organization of all metaphysical. She loved our ACE Metaphysical Institute. She loved coming to mommy's office and learning about colors and charms and chakras and crystals and tarot cards and all the, you know, ancient wisdom and new thought teachings. You know, you can imagine being my kid over in Hawaii. It was quite interesting because I was a psychic reader at three different (laughs) – all the bookstores that were metaphysical on the island of Oahu. Guess what? I was the number one psychic in being paid to do that. Plus, I worked on a military base, so I had all the military uh, learning and education of ships and submarines and clearances and classified. Then I was starting a corporation as an entrepreneur for a psychic network and uh, Ascension Center organization, as well as uh, my Jungle Beach Corporation. But back to you, Michael. Can you follow any of this? Track it? I'm like an artist. Doing the best. I'm doing the best I can. I, like I said, I've got a lot of sensory overload, and I've got a lot of catching up to do. Well, why but is that? that I've always... I've always been that way, Michael. I always give too much information, TMI. I overload the senses, and I know that because everybody tells me that. That Well, what? I'm I sorry. Just, I don't know. Weeds, I guess that helps thin out the herd a little bit and weeds out the weak. <laughs> Are you going to go with the Bible, the wheat from the chaff? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Don't yeah, cast pearls. It's a few fits. Lace that sucker up and wear it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, there's many parables we could talk about, but those were left up to all the ascended masters that have walked the planet. But I've personally was brought up on this reality at this plane and three dimension to follow Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior as the ascended masters and in Christ consciousness with the great new deal are the great news are the good news that we call and we got it all packaged up fancy like Americanized as the good news. So, yes, uh, you can be anybody universal whole you want to be and believe in any world religion politics you want. Now, you may pay the consequences for that. Right, Michael? That is how we start all yep. these wars on the planet. That's true. Well, give us some more love. How about the metaphysical love? You didn't discuss the metaphysics. What about love in the Wiccan world of natural earth, our mother God, our house father God, and mother earth, our morning sky and uh, night visions, our dreams and illusions, our shadow people and dream uh Ghosts and apparitions are like ghost Patrick Swayze, energy and essence and all that are spiritual communities because we follow closely to all the world religions and faith-based organizations and spirituality, not religions, but spirituality. But, you know, we are called the church because of the people that follow our ACE Metaphysical Institute and metaphysics. Is there such thing as a metaphysical love? Uh, I don't know. I suppose there could be. It may be a term that needs to be defined, but uh, if we can well, think of a definition. Smart. 
why don't you come up with one? Give us some, yeah, or put it out to the world or do a, a, a search of our light workers and truth seekers on Facebook. You're a big social media fan or social media gatherer. You talk to Janet on text or Facebook when you can't sleep. She's one of our Ascension Cosmos Oracle Queens, Mother Goddess, and she had uh, the uh, Synergy Maui and Big Love Oracle. And she's making her own tarot decks, but uh, she sees dead people. (laughs) She's a ghost whisperer. But what about love and metaphysics and spirituality? See what you got. Look up love. See if there's metaphysical spirituality, love, or what did I say first? Metaphysical love. Can you love me, Michael? But, but Michael, Michael, if you say you love me, because I say love and light, and I mean it when I say love and light, but a lot of people think I'm joking, but I'm not. It's like namaste, you know, and the essence in you admires the essence in me or I, me as, as myself, as an eternal whole soul being a unit honors the eternal whole soul being in you. But there's various ways to say it, depending on if you're quoting scripture or Sanskrit or various languages on the planet. So that would be considered an ace metaphysical love, namaste. But what do you say? What say thou, Michael, uh, Archangel? Uh, well, I'll tell, I tell people I love them, and I do. I, again, it's, it's like we talked, uh, I was talking earlier today. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, lot of different ways to love, love people. Uh, my friends, I mean, I love them like I would my own family. And that's generally what I mean when I tell someone I love them. It may mean something else for other people, but uh, that's putting it out there. It just depends on who I'm talking to. If it's my friends and friends and family, I I love them, you know, like my family. Because to me, my friends are my family, but that's a whole other story. Well, let me give you an idea because there's so many poets out there that are probably cringing at you and I <laughs> about the true unity of love and the divine compared to personal love are the meta folks. Uh, the divine attribute is uh, in the mind. Our God is love, love and inner quality that God is everyone, everywhere, and in everything. Insists that all good be refusing to see anything that is not good. Metaphysical definition of related transcendence, okay, to a reality beyond that, which is perceptible to the senses fleeing from any experience that you might have on here. So the metaphysical meaning of metaphysical relating to the part of philosophy that is about understanding, existing, and knowledge. So metaphysical love, if I might say, is the true unity. It is the meaning of love, divine compared to personal love, and meta-love, the divine attribute. It is an idea that one mind and one God is all there is, Love, meaning of love and truth. And unity, okay, so you can have a pure essence of God or of being and the binds together with the human mind and the soul, the body, the family of that which attributes to God, but and psychologically is not necessarily uh, theologically or philosophically that which is consciousness or that which we call the divine mind or the divine harmony, which is the 
universe and all that is and anything and everything. But we've expressed today in love and in harmonizing principle behavior that in divine love, there's much more than just the uh, father God or the mother God are the God and goddess, okay, the inner equality of love, because all human beings had to have a mother and a father. Therefore, in ancient way of speaking, we are now in the goddess energy of 5,000 years preceding the entry of the godfather, and that which was male predominant into female dominant, and that makes it interesting with the balance of nature that suffereth long and is kind and love envieth not, that love vaunteth itself and is not puffed up, but an inner equality of the seasons and the seeds of good beyond Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that of the woman, mother, goddess, and the womb, that good everywhere is embodied in all others, whether male or female created he them, but it was also she them. So right now we're in a universal trust of refusing one only dominant, refusing the God father, but re- uh, embracing God mother. And it doesn't have to be either or harmonizing the whole is the healer of love is the unity of God as the Holy Spirit for the healing, calling to divine love. Divine love brings forth you, me, all created male, female life forces. In the beginning was the word, and the word was without form. There was no happy, sad. There was only harmonious, happy, whole, free. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Now, next week, we'll get into the laws of the universe. Would that be okay? Uh, Pastor Michael, could you bring us an article? written up by you of all the laws of the universe. There's many. Yep, I can do that. All right. So, folks, I think Pastor Michael did a good job. He's now no longer a neophyte. He is an initiated preacher for the Ascension Church Ohana, which is the derivation of Ascension Center organization of all humankind, all universes. How do you feel, Michael? Do you feel blessed by all dimensions, realms, and universes? Yeah, actually I do. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, I I, 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 I say a few words, but I try to make them count when I do. I know you do. You, I told Janet, you're just sound bites. You're perfect for television. <laughs> a little hard on radio. <laughs> but you are a script writer, and I can't wait to see uh, your science fiction scripts. Folks, we're all authors and writers. So please, thinking about our Ascension Church, Ohana, if you'd like to help us, uh, it's set up in the Internet to go to paypal.me forward slash TJ Morris ET Radio for if you want to just put – uh, strictly for Sunday blessings, uh, your tithing made whole. Ascension Church Ohana, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we're running out of the way that we've all been able to manifest, but we're starting to manifest again to make the whole entitlement of universal whole one again for both mother, father, sister, brother, and all that is in between and all that is made up of the all I am. So I am that I am. Michael, would you like to say anything about love? Would you like to say uh, how we love each other or love one another or leave a thought? Do you have a love blessing thought for everybody? My 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 thought is what I what I said uh, numerous times at the beginning of the program. Try to go out tomorrow 
since today is pretty much over, uh, go out tomorrow and try to do something to leave the world a little better off than it was when you, when you found it. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Yes, I'm just a little being into the unit doing my part. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I overwhelm uh, with TMI, and I apologize, uh, but I guess I was told to start talking and writing and doing my part. I thought I was, but apparently extraterrestrial said, no, now's the time, so we want you to show up. So I had a music ministry. Uh, you've got a friend and top of the world. Which one of those should we play today, Michael? I'm running well, out of music. i got to get it. I think you've got a friend probably has uh, more for today's message than the other one. So, all right, it is, and so shall it be. I shall make it so, Commander. This is Commander Oracle and Oracles of Ascension. We are the Ascension Cosmos Oracles, working with the ACO Club and the Ascension Church Ohana. Signing out. This is Pastor Michael and Pastor Teresa. Look us up on ascensioncosmosoracles.org, ascensioncosmosoracles.org. And Michael's going to start putting our articles in our pictures as soon as we teach him how, right, Michael? Right. <laughs> and, and our press kits and all of that for all of our uh, ACO uh, and our, our Teresa J. Mars Ministries and T.J. Mars Agency Organization and our music ministry and our art ministry and Ace Folk Life. Oh, Michael, when will we be back? Didn't you schedule Kent? Uh, who did you schedule Wednesday? Oh, that's Ben Pelham uh, Wednesday and Ken yeah. Johnson, right? Yeah. All right. See y'all Wednesday. Same time, same station. When Thank you, you're down and trouble and you need some love and and nothing, nothing's going right. Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest. Just call out my name and you know wherever I am.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.